0: Hey, y'all, Jesse here from the See You Next Tuesday podcast. We are going to be going on a break for the first time in over a year for the month of December. Yeah, I know, you'll miss us. So we have curated some of our favorite episodes and why they're our favorites for the month of December. So stay tuned. We will still be coming at you every Tuesday. They will be reruns, but you'll get a little bit of inside information from us. We hope you enjoy and have a safe, happy holiday season. We'll see you in
1: 2023. Hi, this is the See You Next Tuesday podcast. We have dirty words and shit potholes throughout the entire episode. Our name literally spells cunt. How could you not know what was coming? Thanks for listening. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of See You Next Tuesday podcast. I'm
0: Jessie. I'm Amina. Hi. I'm getting ready for the old Thanksgiving week, I'm sure. oh yeah get everything ordered
1: that's my favorite holiday
0: it was like is that sarcasm
1: yeah (laughs) i mean don't get me wrong i love to fucking eat oh
0: god i do too i love a good thanksgiving dinner like so yeah if y'all if you guys have thanksgiving
1: hey i don't know we might i don't know what, what
0: what are we doing for thanksgiving
1: I'd invite you to my house, but you know who's going to be there.
0: I know. I know. It's okay.
1: I, I was really hoping it would be a hard no. Like, I was hoping there was going to be a fight about a thing. And then I could be like, fine, just don't show up. And then I'd invite you in Hubby and I'd be like a friend's... No, it's not even a Friendsgiving because you're family. So, you know. Yeah. But I'm not going to subject you to that shit show. I, under, I appreciate and understand
0: I didn't want you to feel uncomfortable thinking I'm uncomfortable, although I'm really good at handling those situations because we have the same mother, so...
1: Right, which is why <laughs> I'm not inviting you to my Thanksgiving. Trauma. But even... But I make one badass Thanksgiving meal. You...
0: Dude, y'all don't even know. You can cook, you can bake, your full package, and... We just want to give a quick shout out to everybody who may have a family situation similar to ours for Thanksgiving in your holiday season. We hear you, we see you, we feel you, we understand you may not have the best situation with your your blood family. So sometimes you got to have family with people that you make your your chosen family versus your first family. So hey, we see y'all, we we feel you very yeah. much. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. and for those of y'all that have an amazing family. What's that like? Yeah, truly.
1: Because you know what, I freaked out two of my coworkers.
0: You did, Mm -hmm. just by talking about your normal family things, and you're like, "Oh, is it normal?"
1: (laughs) No, it's because they were talking about their moms and how great they were, and I said, on two separate occasions, not even at the same time, I said, "Tell me what it's like to have a great mom." tell me explain it to me and they thought I was kidding and I said no I'm serious tell me and they were like they were awkward and uncomfortable
0: and you're like I'll see you later
1: honestly though it like
0: the okay I'm gonna talk about Kevin from home alone I know it's not a real family (laughs) I know it's not a real family don't get me wrong his family treated him like shit we can all agree. Now, upon re-watching that movie,
1: they forgot about him. They
0: forgot his fucking ass. They treated him like, shit, I'm 100% on Kevin's side here. And, and you didn't notice that
1: the first time you watched no, it? No. Because, um,
0: like, I was like, oh, he is kind of being a little bit of a brat. But the ice cream and all the chips and all the candy and watching whatever you want all the time, thats what looks amazing. So he may have made the right decision. But just the idea that, there's, like, there's this entire family gathered for, like, christmas and everybody's gonna go on this massive paris vacation which again his dad must have been doing very well to support what 20 people going to paris flying to paris jesus christ
1: by the way you can buy the home alone house on legos you're just now telling me this i thought you knew
0: (sighs) well that's my christmas now now that's what i'm gonna be doing (laughs) But just even seeing that like families actually get together and don't always... I mean, don't get me wrong, they did fight, but like liked each other in some modicum of a way and wanted to be near each other. I was like, what? It was very weird to me. Yeah. I assumed Christmas or holidays started when the fighting started. I was like, the fighting means it's a holiday, right?
1: Yeah, there was always fighting in my house. Oh, yeah. And so we tried... We, there's not that at my with me and my husband and my kids. Your
0: family, mm-hmm. not not your parents' family. Right. Right,
1: yeah. So when it's time to pack up and go to me, mom, and papa's, which is not me, mom, and papa because me, mom, and papa's don't fight, mm-hmm. it is dragging our feet and nobody wants to be there and nobody wants to go and... One year I tried to run interference and meemaw just had to pick a fight with someone, which led to an even worse situation. And you know, I just really just wanted to be me and my kids and my husband. You just wanted like a chill
0: regular holiday. It's, yeah. It's not like you were asking for like a fucking Hallmark movie. It was just like, guys, I just want, like, where we all chill, open fucking presents, eat a goddamn dinner, Mm -hmm. and nobody
1: loses their shit. Yep. It's not that hard. Yep. But apparently. Somebody's got to always be pushing somebody else's buttons intentionally. Intentionally. Uh, You know how I know it's intentional? Because I was fucking running interference and going, it's not that big of a deal. Stop. You don't have to be like that. He's not doing it on purpose. You're not doing it on purpose. Was that your
0: responsibility? Was that your role? It's
1: the role I fucking gave myself because I wanted everybody to have a fucking Merry fucking Christmas. Merry fucking
0: Christmas and we're all going to have a good time.
1: And then it backfired on me.
0: (laughs) Everyone will have a Merry Christmas. It's the last fucking thing I do. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I get that.
0: Anywho. Yeah, so trauma.
1: (laughs) So I've been holding on to this story because I wanted to tell it to you. On the podcast.
0: Oh God, I'm excited now.
1: (laughs) You should get excited. So I took my hubby with me to go to the float spa.
0: (gasps) He hated it. I was like, but okay, so can I, may I say that he is in manual labor and that I would have assumed considering he does use his body all day, Mm -hmm. it might help his body. I,
1: I thought it'd be great because, right. so he's been... What he does is hard on his body. Mm-hmm. He's starting to get aches and pains. And I thought it'd be great for him. I thought he would enjoy it. I Naturally. thought he would get the same benefits I get from it. Exactly. Lying in darkness and silence. No, it doesn't have to be silent. You can pick music. Let's say? I, this time, I played my own phone. But he was like, "Yeah, whatever." And they were like, "Well, we normally just give people this one for the first time. It's music at the beginning, forty-five minutes of silence, and the music at the end." He was like, "Cool, whatever." I'm like, "Are you sure you want forty-five minutes of silence?"
0: You don't trust He's me. Like, you don't whatever. No, it's it's craze making.
1: He he couldn't do it. Right. He said after five minutes he wanted out.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He
1: only made it forty minutes. He said his neck started to hurt and he couldn't take it anymore. And I'm like, because it, you're stretched out, like. You're supposed to. Rel- you're not supposed to like prop your body up. Like no, that's not what he was doing. What so was he doing? Think about when you lie flat on the floor, how your body yeah elongates. Yeah, that's kind of what happens, right? Because you're floating, your body naturally elongates. So I'm sure he probably already had like some neck pain from something, like sleeping wrong or doing something, and so it was stretching. Already- mm-hmm. and something that, that can was painful. And like if you already have pains. It'll, you know, right. And he just couldn't do it. He said he barely made the 40 minutes that he did. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. When I first started going like this time was the first time I made it the entire hour without my mind going, how much longer do I have left? How much longer do I have left? It's like meditating. Like really, right.
0: that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's just like, and it, you have to be so present. With your body during those times. That's why I totally understand the music. Because I would have to have music. Even if it's like that calming spa music. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But at least it allows me to track time. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like you. 100%. Like how much longer? How much longer?
1: You have to get out of your head. Right. And this was the first time I wasn't like how much longer? How much longer? In fact, when the like float spa little... Your time is up. Things started. I was like, oh, it's been an hour. Oh, that's great. This is the first time that's ever happened to me. And I've gone multiple times. At least four. Four or five. Yeah. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. And so when I told him that, he's like, oh, thank God. At least, you know.
0: He felt like he was like a weirdo or something. Yeah. It was like, at least it's not
1: just me. (laughs) But I have powered through it every single time and stayed the entire hour. He just couldn't do it. Yeah. So, but it gets better. So I like to go for the first appointment of the day. Mm. Because I just feel so much better when I get done. I feel so much rejuvenated. So rejuvenated, like I'm ready for my day. I just like to go for the first appointment of the day. So afterwards, we go to Einstein's Bagels, right? And it was a Sunday. Oh. So it's a Sunday morning. We go to Einstein's Bagels. What
0: time? 30? 11?
1: Mm, like 9.30, 10. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm wearing my See You Next Tuesday t-shirt that says... Murder is never the answer on the back, which by the way, you can get on our website. So feel free to check those out. You're wearing this in public? Yes, I am. (laughs) Hell yeah, you are. Oh shit. You know, I, I wasn't thinking about it. I'm just like, I'm going to throw this on because when you go to the float spa, you don't wear like, you wear like comfy clothes, right? Yeah. Well,
0: it's like when you get a massage, you're not going to wear like jeans and a tight t-shirt and like a tight. Like, you're probably going to wear, like, comfy clothes because Wait. you're
1: relaxed. And you they tell be you relaxed. to wear comfy clothes, yeah, you know, because yeah. you're taking them off, you're getting in a spa. Exactly. Like, you wear... This was another thing. So, he's like, what, what do I wear in the float spot? I'm like, well, you can wear a swimsuit, but...
0: You can go naked, too,
1: right? Uh, yeah, I go naked. Yeah, why not? And... Oh, no bra, thank God. Ugh. So he was like he because i go naked he went he went naked he was like that was so weird getting naked in public i'm like dude you're not in public you're in, in your public? own room like you're not sharing flow spa rooms with other people the door was closed nobody was there
0: he's never gone to like a tanning bed ever has he no.
1: obviously oh, no. oh my god this whole experience was kind of humorous it's amazing in keep fact. going tell me more so <laughs> <laughs> we got since bagels right we order our stuff, and we're not stay. We get it to go, and because at this point I'm like, "Let's just go home." Yeah, I'm done. I, you're you're <laughs> so
0: hilarious, we're, and we're I'm done. We're waiting
1: on the food, right? And I'm talking to him like this, and we're kind of standing by the coffee and drinks. So you're facing him, and, and this the cashier guy is, is walking up to get coffee. Okay, and then I turn my. Body to face the registers to watch for our food, right? Of course, yeah. And I see this man walking up, and he's obviously read the back of my shirt because this was the look on his face. Panic.
0: <laughs> Pure panic. <laughs> Looking back and forth like, oh, Jesus, what's wrong with this lady? <laughs> so if you, too, want to get weird looks in public, go check out our website for Murder is Never the Answer t-shirts.
1: I mean, honestly, I'm the promoting place. Peace.
0: Or if you're really feeling saucy, you can get a cunty t-shirt or I'm a cunty with the cute little illustration. Little
1: Miss Cunty on the back. So feel free. That's great advertising. I mean, it was hilarious. I just about de- Do you know how hard it was for me to keep it
0: together at that point? Oh, my God. Especially knowing that you're like, he saw the back of my shirt and he's losing his effing mind.
1: Yes. I knew that. Like. I saw the look on his face. I knew exactly what the look on his face was. So first of all, I'm dealing with the, my husband and his drama because he couldn't handle it in the float spot, And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You can't handle in the float <laughs> spa? Like, dude, it's a float spa. And on top of that, like... I forgot to grab an extra towel for my hair, so I couldn't wash my hair I got, after I got out of the float spot and dry it off because I only had one towel for my body. So I've got salt water dripping down my face. I'm waiting for a bagel. All I wanted was the fucking everything bagel with the mm. honey almond schmear, which, by oh. the way, amazing. And I got this man looking at me like I'm the psycho killer. When you're saying murder isn't the answer, sir, sir, I'm promoting peace. This dude is
0: probably the same guy who like straight up open carries an AR in public. You know what I'm saying? And you're like, Mm -hmm. wait a minute. You're afraid of my t-shirt? Seriously?
1: I'm this tiny, short, white girl with elf-shaped ears (laughs) wearing a t-shirt. It was either that or all my tattoos. I'm not quite sure which one.
0: Oh, God. Yeah, don't get... It's probably the tattoos.
1: Did those come off? <laughs> Are you scared of the tattoos or the t-shirt? I don't know.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. That's an incredible story.
1: So you're saying he's going to go back? Eventually? <laughs> to the float spa or the bagel place? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whichever one will have you back.
1: I think I'm banned from both. Mm, that's I'm probably actually, true. Actually, we're seriously, me and Pod hubby. We're talking about opening our own float spa. You know, it it makes sense. You go there enough and you know the
0: benefits of it too. So it's a good sale.
1: When my daughter comes home for Thanksgiving break, she's going to go with me. Oh, that'll be nice. Do you want to go with me? Do you want to try it? Yeah,
0: I'm down. Hit me up. Oh my God, you guys. We're going to be like coming at you live from the
1: float spa. (laughs) I mean, you can wear a swimsuit or you can go naked, whatever you want. I don't give a shit because I'm not going to see you. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're like individual rooms, right? Uh Uh-huh. Your pod is in your own room. Exactly. But so here's what, here's another thing that happened that my husband was like, the fuck? The girl goes, we have you in rooms one and two. He wants to be in room one and he wants to be in room two. I go, I want room two. That has the best pod. Oh, you already knew the pod you
0: wanted? That's hilarious. Okay, so the only thing I can equate it to is uh, like tanning, tanning beds, because, you know, it's like, it's so 2000s. Don't do it, y'all. Do the spray tan. To, don't Wait. damage your skin.
1: But, like, there is a bed. There are certain beds that are better than others. See, here's the thing. Pod 2 is more still. Some pods, for some reason, I don't know, the water moves more. What? And pod two is the most still of the pods that they have. Ooh. But you
0: can bring in your own music though too, right? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: that's nice. Yeah, I'll do that. I may straight up just take a nap. I'll be honest. I might just be like, wake up.
1: Where am I? Yeah, I mean, but yeah. So pod daughter's going to try it with me. She'll probably be like her dad and bounce before the hour's up. You know what? And I have to say the reason why I keep coming
0: back to meditation is because the second you sit, you sit your fucking ass down to go, okay, I'm going to meditate. The first thing you think of is how long am I going to have to sit right here or lay or whatever and do this stupid meditation? Right? So, cause your mind is constantly like, right? So So before
1: before you decide you want your own music, I want you to look at their list of musics that they have because their list of musics offer different health benefits.
0: Oh, do they have like ones that make you more calm and ones that make you more
1: focused Mm -hmm, or like things mm -hmm, like that? mm -hmm.
0: Well then absolutely I will.
1: Absolutely. Yes.
0: Yes. But definitely go with music the first time. There's no way I could be able to sit for 45 minutes in silence ever. Like. I think they've done studies that, that actually makes you crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so, so, yes, I'm just saying the Potham and Iron talks about opening our own float spa, and I've actually already picked out the perfect location. Oh, I love that. Is it close to your home? It might be in between our homes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I think, think you know where I'm talking about. I think I do too.
0: Interesting. TBD murder's never the answer float spa
1: (laughs) the float spa is the answer (gasps) that is gonna be my float spa slogan the float spa is the answer oh my god okay off the rails we went off the rails do you have anything else you want to talk about otherwise we're gonna talk about this
0: no please shit
1: show that i have today please but we do have to make a decision about my shit show okay so I can either tell you their real names or I can tell you their aliases because the country says we can't say their real names due to their ages that the they were when they committed their crimes. But yet a quick Google search will tell you their real names. Oh, I wrote my entire book report with their real names,
0: but I can swap them out. Interesting. And I'm assuming this is not a U.S. uh huh Oh, I'm going to go with aliases and then the real names will be on the show notes on our website. But if you want I me, mean, cause like you said, it's a quick Google search because like there to your point, different countries have different rules about the people who commit crimes. So we okay. want to make sure that they can hear this as well. Okay. What do you think?
1: I mean, okay. I don't remember one alias, so I'm going to make it up That's and fine. not use the proper alias. Perfect. Okay, go for it. So, Sandra and Elizabeth grew up with their brother and mom, Lisa, and stepdad in Mississauga, Ontario. Okay, Canada. Ooh, Again. Canadian. I've gone Canadian oh, two times in a row. I know. Speaking of Canada, you know how our plans are to move to Canada? Yes. I got, I ordered a copy of my birth certificate so I can get my passport. That's right. I'm so proud of you. Because I can never make it to the fucking county clerk's office. But get this. I got the certified copy of my birth certificate. Do you know what that means? If there's ever been any changes to my birth certificate, I'm going to know about it.
0: Interesting. Because
1: you know when I did that Ancestry DNA thing, there was a little something shady going on.
0: There's a whole thing that we haven't let y'all in on When it comes to that. And yes. Interesting. Okay, cool.
1: So the family did not have a lot of material things. And... I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean... No, no, no. We don't need shit. But Sandra and Elizabeth were resentful of this. I mean, as all kids are. Like, when you go to school and all the other kids have stuff and you don't have stuff... You know it, especially when you get to your teenage years.
0: Oh, for sure. And then especially if you like your parents by like the off-brand of said stuff. Like I had like an Adidas off-brand like tracksuit jacket in the early 2000s. And it only had two stripes on the fucking sleeves, not the three. I, You know what I mean? And so like people knew...
1: We've already talked about my Adidas shoe situation yes. when I was in middle school. Yes. I wanted them so bad and my mom wouldn't buy them for me. And then I got a neighbor's hand-me-downs. Right. And you're like, Ugh. Let me put it to you this way. I know my parents could afford those fucking shoes.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, but and- I'm not the favorite child, so I didn't get the fucking shoes. Trauma. I'm sorry. This is not my therapy yeah, session. Anyway. Sorry, at 15 and 16, the girls saw their mom as a depressed alcoholic who spent all the family's money on alcohol, and that's why the girls didn't have the things that their friends had, like new clothes and swimming pools.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: The girls' unhappiness grew until they started to research ways to kill Lisa. What? I'm sorry. What year was this? I don't know. When were they born? I don't know. Okay. Okay. We'll tell you in a minute. Okay. Hang tight. So they were going to kill her, collect her life insurance money, to take a European vacay with their friends, and buy a big house with a backyard filled with pot. Okay. (laughs) The reason I was
0: asking about the year is because I'm like... Is this like Mary-Kate and Ashley do Europe? You know what I mean? Like this, they yeah. saw this movie and all of a sudden they're like, yeah, we can totally do this. I'm like,
1: no, bitch. I mean, th- first of all, this is European vacation and buy a big house with pot. First of all, you're 15 and 16. Oh you cannot buy a house. Who are you, Snoop Dogg? Like you're just assuming the house
0: will automatically like have the pot in it. Like, like when you arrive, like what I the mean, fuck? Bless
1: their hearts.
0: I know. Bless their hearts is right.
1: So based on the research, because you know they did the research, they decided that drowning would be quick and unspectacular.
0: Drowning? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Really? Of the things? That's like one of the most
0: difficult things to do besides like strangling someone to death. Oh, but wait. Okay.
1: Oh, you just wait. So, the girls did share their plan with a few close friends who only laughed and encouraged the girls to go through with their idea. What? Now, we have covered Killer Kids for a while now, right? Yeah, it's true. And I'm going to go on a limb saying their friends probably didn't believe them or thought they were playing around like all the other Killer Kids friends did. Probably. I mean, like, think back to when you were 16. 100%. 100%. If one of your friends said, oh, I'm going to kill my mom, what would you have done?
0: I'd be like, oh my god, me too. She's such a fucking bitch. You know, like, you yeah. just kind of go into it. I'd yeah. be like, this bitch wouldn't let me kill them all. Let's kill her. <clears throat> you, but you don't mean it. And you assume right. the other person doesn't either.
1: Right. Exactly right. Right. But on January 18th, 2003, there's your timeline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beginning of the internet, too. So, like, the, the fucking Google...
0: Was like Times New Roman still the, you know, the actual logo for Google and oh God, it wasn't great. I mean, Google was still very new. So yeah. I mean,
1: I was listening to Pop 2K on my way over here on Sirius Radio and they had some good jams though.
0: God, I'm telling you guys, the 90s and early 2000s for pop music was fucking fire.
1: I listened to Eminem, uh, Missy Elliott, Work Mm -hmm. It. Yep. Uh, I listened to lollipop by uh, yes. Take give it to, to me the candy shop. Mm. No, 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 it wasn't 50 cent. it that was, was- oh. God, I can't think he was the robot on Mass singer. I can't think now. So anywho. anywho. the girls start trying to ply their mom with vodka trying to get her drunk because if she was drunk enough, she wouldn't put up a fight.
0: Okay, keep going.
1: So, I I must say they did put thought into their plan here. They did, but... Because not only did they give her booze, they spiked her drink with Tylenol 3 with codeine to slow her heart rate. Jesus Christ. Like I said, they had a plan, and I'm a little bit scared of these two.
0: Yeah, dude. I mean, like, I would assume at high enough doses, you probably could have done it with that, right? Like, enough alcohol and Tylenol? I would think so, but... Like, it would...
1: It would probably take a little bit longer, and True. there's a chance she might throw it all up.
0: Right. And recover. And they're like, we can't take that chance, because God forbid we don't get our house full of weed. Like, to your point, how are you going to buy a fucking house?
1: Exactly right. Anyway. I mean, yeah. yes, they planned it out, and that's a little bit scary, that they were like, let's give her Tylenol 3 with codeine to slow her heart rate. Yeah. But on the flip side, they're thinking they can buy a house. Exactly. So the girls got online and chatted with friends while they waited for the drugs to take effect. Oh, and that's AOLI, you know, instant messenger too. Uh So it's
0: like everywhere.
1: Yes. So one of their friends even told them to wear gloves and wish them luck. So I'm still believing that their friends don't think they're really going through with it. And I think the friend thought they were all talk and was sitting behind the computer typing thinking... Oh, sure they are. They're in, sure they're in the middle of carrying their mom. Whatever. OK, good luck with that. Don't forget the gloves. Right. And then the little smiley face with the colon and the mm-hmm. thing, you but know, before
0: di- emojis happened. Yeah. It was literally like colon. Yeah. 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 Parenthesis.
1: Yeah. Parentheses, yeah. <laughs>
0: exactly. Like the
1: not emoji emoji. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Now, if you put that in, it automatically creates an emoji. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So then the girls went and filled the bathtub with water and put Lisa inside. So they put their mom in it, like, like laid her in it back first? They put her in the bathtub. Okay. Lisa was so drugged, she had a hard time getting in the tub by herself. And I'm assuming the girls were like, hey, mom, let's get you in the bathtub to sober you up or something like that in order to try to get her in the bathtub on her own. You know what I mean? Yeah. And since Lisa was having such a hard time, they actually did put gloves on in order to help her in the tub and not get their prints on her body. Okay. See, they are scary. Yeah. There's a little more thought here. I I told you they're, they're a little scary. So once they got Lisa in the tub, they massaged her to help her relax, telling her to lie back so they could help her with her bath. And when Lisa lied back, Sandra or Elizabeth, I don't know which one because I wrote this with their real names, Mm -hmm. pushed her head down in the water and held her under for about four minutes until she was dead. That's, y'all, that is a long time to do
0: that. That is a, and then also like just, this is first degree if I've ever heard it. I mean like first degree all the way. You want to prove intent? Intent.
1: Everything up until this point is intent. Oh, it gets better. Oh, good God. When she was dead, they left her in the bathtub and went out with out to dinner with friends to celebrate. But this was actually too twofer because it also set up their alibi. Because I was at dinner and I wasn't at home when my mm-hmm. mom decided to put mm-hmm. herself into
0: mm-hmm. the bathtub and take too much vodka and too much Tylenol.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Later, when the dynamic duo returned home, they called 911- Telling the dispatcher they came home and found their mom drowned in the bathtub. Oh my god, my mother's dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The dispatcher instructed the girls to remove her from the bathtub and try CPR. These two cried and acted distraught as they told dispatcher that she couldn't be resuscitated. The police arrived and there was nothing amiss and it gave them didn't give them any reason not to believe the girl's story. Right. I mean, honestly, this was kind of the perfect murder, you it, guys. It,
0: yeah, absolutely. But why are we talking about it if it wasn't the perfect murder? Well,
1: we'll get to that. Mm. So they did an autopsy and it showed the cause of death to be drowning and that Lisa had a high level of alcohol and drugs in her system. Therefore, the case was closed as an accidental drowning and everyone moved on. Mm hmm. Until a witness came forward and told the police that. He was at a party and one of the girls confessed to him that she and her sister killed their mom. Loose lips sink chips, you guys. Pretty much. Yep. Keep your fucking mouth shut. Mm -hmm. Now, there was no evidence whatsoever that would make the police believe anything other than this was an accident.
0: No, I mean, like up until now, I mean, because they didn't have any of the IMs. Mm. Didn't have any of the conversations with, the, like, nope. the friends. So, of course, it looks like, oh, yeah, your mom got drunk, took too many pills, took a bath, and accidentally drowned.
1: Right. So, why would the police leave this guy who moseyed on into the police station and claimed that Lisa was murdered? Well, as we learned last time, my last story, what, two weeks ago? hmm The Canadian Mounties don't play. No, they do not. So, they were like, well, this dude could be full of shit, but for shits and gigs... Let's wire this mother trucker up with audio and video. Have him meet up with the girls and see what happens. Yeah, why not? I mean, actually, yeah, that's actually really smart. It's basically saying, like, we'd rather
0: just prove he's wrong than, know, you know, than take the chance that he's right, and then we didn't investigate this at all. Right. So, good job, guys. Canadian Mounties.
1: Way to fucking go. You were the heroes. Seriously. So, what happened was, on January 1st, 2004, they told this guy... It- The sisters told this guy exactly how they murdered their mom, and that was when, what I call them, Sandra and Elizabeth, Mm -hmm. were charged with first-degree murder and found guilty. They were sentenced to 10 years in prison, and they were housed separately and not allowed to communicate with each other. Wait a minute. 10 years each? Remember two weeks ago when I told you? That's right. Yep. Younger. Canada has those laws. Yep, yep, yep. So, they were actually given the moniker, ready for this, the Bathtub Girls. That- that's the best they could come up with? Canada. Oh, come on. There's got to be like
0: the, come on, let's think of a better one. Something like, like the, the Killer killer Sisters or like. No, Bathtub Girls is bad, better than that. That's bad. No. We need something with like drowning in it, you know? Like, they've got to get a better one than that. Drowning Divas. Oh, there you go. Something like, that. I mean, Bathtub shit. Betty's. Ooh. Yeah, okay. I like that.
1: Can't, yeah, it's like Betty marketing. And stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, guys. Y'all get a better <laughs> name naming this. Like, no wonder the fucking, like, Zodiac and, you know, Ramirez named themselves to the police. They were like, here's what I want to be called because y'all don't do it right.
1: Right. No wonder. Well, the police didn't call them the bathtub girls. That oh. was the media.
0: Okay, yeah, they suck.
1: Right. Bad. So, like I said, as I told you two weeks ago, Canadian laws for youth criminals, this was the maximum allowed for minors. Yep. And actually, they only spent four years in prison before being released on parole. Their parole ended in 2016. Interesting. Both girls went on to get college degrees. One in engineering, and one got a law degree. Oh my God, of course she did. Of course she did. So, they have tried to live as anonymous of lives as possible and there actually has been a movie made about this case called perfect sisters and a book called the class project how to kill a mother the true story of canada's infamous bathtub girls and in fact when the crime happened due to the girls being minors oh they were named sandra and beth anderson and the mom was referred to as Linda, not Lisa. Ooh, okay.
0: Still very close, though. I got this. The Slaying Sisters.
1: <laughs> ah, <Yeah>. Right? See? <laughs> and it was many years before their real names came out. Yeah. Which
0: makes sense, again, because, like, I get it. We don't want to glorify these people. Us joking around about their name is because it's silly and fun. It has nothing to do with the horrendousness of
1: their no. crime. So this is actually not the end of the story because in 2020, I'm trying to figure out which one. I think it was Sandra did an interview about what her childhood was like and what led her and her sister to do what they did. And even 17 years later, they used her pseudonym because of the Youth Criminal Justice Act. Mm. So she said her and her sister lived in a home riddled with, and this is alleged because Nothing ever was proved, and nobody right. ever faced charges. So I'm gonna say all of this was alleged. Okay. Lived in a home riddled with physical and sexual abuse, and Linda's live-in boyfriend would physically abuse her, which would lead to Linda to drink more, and Sandra and Beth were left to care for her brother. Okay. So Sandra claims she was a victim of long-term sexual abuse by person close to the family and that the one time she tried to tell someone about the abuse she was saved from the abuse and the abuser was not punished so she told the abuser she told a priest at a summer bible camp about the abuse when she was 12 and the priest told her to confront the abuser and tell him to stop or she would tell her mom okay of course, this is what she did. And the abuser was unfazed and called her bluff and continued to abuse her. And she didn't tell her mom, like, why would she? Because her abuser was like, don't. "Do it. Yeah, do it." exactly. But I mean, it, the same so
0: we're gonna say this is real. This actually happened. And again, we we believe women that say this. We're not saying mm-hmm. we don't. Then it, it I don't know, it's weird because like I just also covered somebody who struck out against grandparents and not the abuser themselves. So it's kind of like this interesting, why didn't you protect me from mm-hmm. person that they then
1: put all the blame on. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So, and she can't believe the, pri- the priest didn't go to the authorities. Mm-hmm. And like, I can't imagine why he didn't. Unless he was
0: trying to, because the other thing is, is if you go to a priest or some sort of just psychologist, right? Mm -hmm. Things stay there. And I mean, and and unless you're saying that you're going to harm someone else or yourself, psychologists by law can't say anything. And priests by law have another layer of protection as well, where they definitely can't say anything.
1: I just, so I don't know. I don't know. I just, I can't believe that the advice would be to confront the abuser. Like that's hard for me to fathom. Yeah. I would, I, I don't know. I'm with you on that. Like that's, that's hard for me to believe that the advice wouldn't be to go to your mother.
0: Yeah. Actually go to the person who is allowing the set to yeah, it's, right. It's yeah, and
1: she would never mm. say who the actual abuser was. Just that it was a person close to the family,
0: which I will say is if if that happened, this is why I feel like statute of limitations, especially for rape, needs to stop. Is because as we know, as being a survivor of that kind of abuse, you often don't disclose for decades later because you feel like it's your fault, so. If that happened, then I do hope that she's at least getting mental help for it. Yes.
1: So, I don't know. Yeah. And she also claimed that her mother would drink and drive with the kids in the car, and they would go without the necessities so her mom could buy alcohol. And she remembered thinking that her mom was going to die from alcoholism, and that she should just kill her to put her out of the misery. But the joke was on her because... Linda's autopsy revealed that she only had mild cirrhosis of the liver. Hmm. So that also leads me to believe that maybe this alcoholism wasn't really as bad as it was in her own mind. Right. Which we all know we create our own
0: narration in Mm -hmm. our head, our Mm -hmm. own reality. Mm -hmm. And we often need to check it with actual reality and gain perspective from people around us. And if the only other person around you is your sister who's saying like, yeah, our mom is doing this exact same thing. Then you're kind of like feeding into each other's. It's kind of a fully situation going on here. Because like there's been other situations where sisters especially have committed horrendous murders together. And both experienced and quote the same thing. It's really interesting. Because like. I have a feeling that might be going on here, too, with those two girls.
1: Yeah. And she actually, as an adult, realizes some things she didn't as a teenager. Because teenagers really only see what they want to see, not what's really going on. Sure. And as an adult, she sees that her mom was a hardworking single parent who was working two jobs to support three kids in her own studies. And she was seriously traumatized as well. And she was overwhelmed with addiction, with different kinds of abuse. And Sandra said, and I quote, And I didn't realize that for what that was, I, that hate did blind me. I'm so sorry for my crime. I regret what happened with every shred of my being, my soul. I've been through so much trauma, and what I did was by far the most painful thing I've lived with ever. She did reach out for help and exhaust all avenues by reaching out to relatives. And so that's what she said about, you know, her,
0: so her it crime. seemed like she's taking responsibility for mm-hmm. her crime and going, look, I didn't make the right decision because now and that
1: maybe what was going on was not what portrayed in her head. Yeah. Now in regards to her own abuse that, she says, happened. She said she did reach out for help and exhaust all avenues by reaching out to relatives Mm -hmm. and the Children's Aid Society to report the neglect and abuse she and her siblings faced. But when the Children's Aid Society came to investigate, she sabotaged the investigation by not telling them what was going on because she felt humiliated and, and embarrassed to reveal everything she and her siblings were going through. Okay. I can see how that would happen. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I mean, you know, like, especially as a teenage girl, like, there's so much pressure to be this, like, perfect, hair is perfect, face is done right, like, you're good at sports, you're good at school, you're good at everything, you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, it's this idea that you need to be this, like... That's why there's so many different like clicks and cut in high school is yeah. you fit into the click for which you're either,
1: or you're trying to find out who you are and a, where you fit in.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So I can see how that wouldn't fit with her worldview of herself. So then she's like, Oh my God, I can't believe even though I'm doing this because I obviously we need help. Now I'm like ashamed that we even have to be in this moment. As a family. And then what the fuck am I going to say to kids at school if like I'm taken out of my family situation? Because they're going to find out. Yep. And then now I look like I'm going through this like well, my family's broken. and
1: Or she would have been sent to a family somewhere else and be taken to a completely different school and away from her friends and everything else. Exactly. And that's the worst thing a teenager can go through.
0: Exactly. All your friends are gone. You have to make a whole new life for yourself. Yeah. Totally.
1: Makes sense. So... so- I almost saved this case for our video killers on Patreon because they did have the movie. Which movie? Perfect Sisters. Perfect Sisters. Remember?
0: Yes, yes.
1: But then I read the statement where she, and she said, the movie Perfect Sisters is awful and only got one part of their story right. Which part? That she used a timer while she held her mom's head underwater for four minutes. Oh, That's a detail you don't want to be right, sis. See, and then this is where
0: I go. Which one is saying this, the engineer or the lawyer? The engineer. You are smart. Engineer brains are very smart. Lawyer brains are very smart, right? Like these people have a certain way that their brains work. Like I almost feel like she's duping us now. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. oh, the only thing they got right was that piece. And it's like, wait a minute. If you studied it that hard, you know what I mean? Like, you're like, almost like happy. Why would you watch that movie? Exactly. Like, you're almost like, oh, let's see how much they got right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's, it's giving me, like, you are letting it sound like you're more of a victim than you really are. Yeah. In that specific Which is instance. also
1: why I, when I wrote this, I chose to use their real names because I'm like... Fuck you. People need mm-hmm. to know who you are.
0: hmm Yeah. The only reason why we did that is for our Canadian listeners. Hey,
1: Canadian listeners. And I don't want the Canadian government coming for us, right. I guess. <laughs> I didn't think that all through. So really, I don't know if this is Sandra or Beth, because mm-hmm. I don't... But either
0: way, th- they're saying that they... I think they kind of liked the attention. If, mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, like if you're watching your own movie, I feel like you're kind of going like, hmm...
1: She probably fucking read the book too. Yeah.
0: Maybe. She probably has
1: 18 copies. She probably autographs them and gives them out for Christmas gifts. Oh, God. This is my own trauma dealing with this. Shit. <laughs> oh. So I'm going to leave you with a quote from the judge's decision. Please. He said, They saw her as a passed out drunk, not as an exhausted mother trying to cope and take comfort in alcohol. And Karen actually, Sandra actually agrees with that statement today and says, it was complicated for many years. I did feel as much hate and I'm so sad about that. Though it is a normal part of life that teenagers hate their parents. Mm. I don't know. I think, I think
0: in this case, the sentence was correct. I mean, obviously they haven't committed any murders since, right? And this was the 2000s-ish.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm going to say they're around my age, in the mid-30s. You know what? They
1: haven't committed any murders that we know of. That
0: we know of.
1: <laughs> because the only reason they got caught is because they talked about it. So let's... And the only reason they got such a late sentence is because of their age. Right. So what do you do when you do something wrong? You learn from it and don't make the same mistake twice. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, it was the perfect fucking murder.
0: Yeah, that's true. Had they not like told anybody else, I amed anybody, and just kept it amongst each other, then yeah, they would have had their entire lives ahead of them. They wouldn't have served ten years. Their mother would have just accidentally died from, you know, being in the bathtub, but after having you know alcohol and Tylenol. Wow, that's an interesting case. I think the the, the interesting thing that I've noticed with these kid cases is that the like the why is so much more varied. You know what I mean? Like it, it just, it. there's so much more room for interpretation. There's so much more nuance because our brains aren't fully developed until we're like in our mid twenties at a minimum. Like they think they're thinking like what, 24, 25, most people's brains are just now being fully developed. So like the the pathways that you get from here to there are totally different for mm-hmm. every kid. Yep. Ugh, I don't know. Interesting. Ooh. I don't know. Well, I have a girl that we're going to talk about who isn't like them at all.
1: (laughs) That isn't a psychopath?
0: Not a psychopath. She was born many years ago, but I ran across her story and I was like, I've never heard of this person before. She was born right before my time, but I'm kind of sad that I didn't learn about her because she definitely would have been an idol of mine. Let me get into it. I'm going to start with a letter, and I'm going to quote the entire letter. Ready? Dear Mr. Andropov, my name is Samantha Smith. I am 10 years old. Congratulations on your new job. I have been worrying about Russia and the United States getting into a nuclear war. Are you going to vote to have a war or not? If you aren't, please tell me how you are going to help to not have a war. This question you do not have to answer. <laughs> which I think is really cute. But I would like to know why you want to conquer the world, or at least our country. God made the world for us to live together in peace and not to fight. Sincerely, Samantha Smith. So I'm going to be talking about Samantha Smith, who was born on June 29, 1972 in Holton, Maine, to Arthur Smith and Jane Goshorn. Her parents must have established some great sense of, like, community and, like, outreach in this little girl from very young age because when she was five she wrote to queen elizabeth to express how much she admired her which i think is just so adorable and just like thinking about that like also i didn't realize they know the queen just passed she was on the throne for a long time i didn't Mm -hmm. damn was it 70 something years yeah holy crap So when Samantha was 10 years old on November 82, she decided to write Soviet leader Yuri Andropov, which the letter you just heard about, to ask him about nuclear war. At the time, the Cold War was like still going on. And this was a genuine fear. I mean, like legitimately people were being taught to like hide under desks and shit like that in case of nuclear fallout, which as we now know would do nothing. <laughs> Kiss your ass goodbye, basically, is what yep. you can be doing. But uh, her letter struck such a chord with the Russian people that their paper, Pravda, the official Communist Party newspaper, published her letter.
1: Oh, that's cute. I know. Yeah, have you ever heard of her? No. Okay, I was like, wh-
0: what? how did I miss her completely in history, right? She didn't hear back originally from Yuri, so she wrote another similar letter to a Soviet ambassador different person asking why Yuri hadn't written her back yet. So she's precocious. Like she literally asked, Hey, why is this guy who is running massive parts of the U S government, not writing me back as a 10 year old from the U S like, okay, girl. And this spurred him into action. So Yuri wrote her back April, 1983. And this is part of the letter. Dear Samantha, I received your letter, which is like many others that have reached me recently from your country and from other countries around the world. It seems to me, I can tell by your letter, that you are a courageous and honest girl, resembling Becky, the friend of Tom Sawyer, in the famous book by, of your compatriot, Mark Twain. Uh. This book is well known and loved in our country by all boys and girls. And then, this is the end of his letter. I invite you, if your parents will let you, to come to our country, the best time being, this summer. No shit. I would never want to go to Russia in the winter. (laughs) Yeah,
1: no. Not Russia in the winter. Oh,
0: bless. You will find out about our country, meet with your contemporaries, visit an international children's camp called Artec on the Sea, and see for yourself that in the Soviet Union, everyone is for peace and friendship among peoples. Thank you for your letter. I wish you all the best in your young life. Yuri Andropov. Well, this obviously made international news that a 10-year-old U.S. girl in the middle of the Cold War was reaching out to a high-up Soviet leader, Yuri Andropov, and her news like exploded around the world. Like we're talking like Ted Koppel interviewed her. She was on the Johnny Carson show, which was the Tonight Show, which is now... Who does the Tonight Show now? Is that
1: Colbert? I have no clue. You think I'm up that late?
0: Yeah, right. But like, so she became internationally known and guys just, I mean, if you don't remember, which I'm assuming most of us are Gen X and millennial, Berlin was like, and there was a East Berlin and a a West Berlin. Like, yeah, it was, this was like serious shit. You would get shot if you went across a wall. Okay.
1: Yeah. There was a wall that divided them.
0: Yeah. And the Cold War was nothing to shake a finger at. Like, oh, it was no big deal. Like, no, like people, it wasn't an outright war. But yeah, people were still dying on behalf of, like, spies, and it was not a good time. So she was flown with her parents to Moscow on July seventh, 1983, to visit Yuri Andropov, and they even took them around Leningrad. She said at a press conference in Russia that Russians were, quote, just like us, and they were so friendly to her. On her visit to the country, she met other Russian kids her age and learned some Russian songs and dances. Yuri was not able to meet her in person because, I mean, he was working and said he would call her on the phone throughout the time she was there and speak with her. Samantha was photographed endlessly on the trip to Russia and some came back to the United States thinking, oh, this is all giant political stunt, basically trying to get us to, you know, like Russia and it's all Russian propaganda saying that this little girl wrote to them, you know, so very much like today. Mm-hmm. It all turned into this politicized. One side said one thing, one other side said another thing. When all actuality, this little girl just wrote this dude. That's all that really yeah. happened, <laughs> and she just became famous because she happened to get attention for yeah. it. So then she got an invitation invitation to visit Japan in December 1983, when she met the Prime Minister at the time, Yasuo Hiro Nakasone, and even went to the Children's International Symposium in Kobe. She prepared a speech for the symposium and in her speech suggested that American and Soviet leaders, this is her idea for peace, which I think is so cute, they should exchange granddaughters for two weeks each year because then they, quote, wouldn't want to send a bomb to a country their granddaughter would be visiting.
1: I love that. Oh my God. Oh my fucking God. She just created fucking world peace. Right? Can you imagine? She created fucking world peace. I know. It's
0: literally, she solved it. She was just like, yeah, send your granddaughter there. Would you want to, like, send a bomb to a country your granddaughter's in? Like, no. Back in 83, she solved it. Mind drop. Yep. Boom. Exactly. Exactly. Samantha would keep traveling using her celebrity status to bring awareness to these issues from a kid's perspective. In 1984, the Disney Channel made a show with Samantha titled, Samantha Smith Goes to Washington, Campaign 84 where they discussed politics, and she even interviewed several Democratic candidates at the time for president, who were, you want to guess, 84. Bush. No. Don't know. George McGovern and Jesse Jackson. Yeah. I mean, there were a couple others in there, too, but those are the two that I was like, she interviewed these people. Isn't that amazing? Samantha then got offered roles on various TV shows. Again, this was the 80s. So then the 80s... If you didn't grow up in the '80s, it was a very weird time. Like where, like Hulk Hogan, was oh. like a household name. Yeah, he was everywhere, and he would show up on the weirdest shit. Like all of a sudden, he'd be like a guest star in kind your like, TV show. The Rock.
1: Yeah, The Rock is exactly a- The Rock. I mean, he's a wrestler, but yet yeah, he played the Tooth Fairy. Exactly, exactly. It, it, the Rock says no to nothing. The Hulk Hogan
0: said no to nothing. Pretty much, exactly. Nailed it. Thank you. So she would be in these TV shows and people would know who she was. They'd be like, oh, it's that girl who wrote to the Russian guy, right? Like they would know who she was. And in 1985, she got a co-starring role as the older daughter in Robert Wagner's TV show, Lime Street. Never seen it. Nope. No idea. Nope. So, yeah. But apparently she was
1: that famous. I'm now going to find out where I can watch
0: it. Pretty much. Sad to say, though, Samantha didn't live very long. This is what's crazy. (gasps) I know. I'm sorry, everybody.
1: Why do you got to be sad with your good story?
0: On August 25th... Don't worry, I'll
1: beat her ass later. (laughs) She will. August 25th,
0: 1985, the plane she was on that was flying home to Maine crashed with her, her father, and four other passengers inside and two crew members. Everybody died. Mm -hmm. She was only 13 at the time. She
1: would have been a great... She probably would have been part of the UN.
0: Yeah, she would we, have gone we'd fucking to have something. We're world, at
1: world peace right now. There would be no war between Russia and Ukraine right now.
0: Probably not. I know. I was like, God dang it. It's crazy. Many people, many people suspected foul play. Obviously. Yes. But the official report said that the pilots were inexperienced. They were flying during a rainy night. And they had a ground radar failure that led to the crash.
1: I mean, 80s were big with the conspiracies.
0: True. And in this case, I do believe it. It sounds like it was a small plane, because if only eight people could be on the plane, including two crew members, yeah. Then, then yeah, I can see how this can happen. All of these things, they did they did actually experience, according to the FAA, a ground radar failure. So yeah, I can see that happening. Can, like, set up by whom? Why would either country want that?
1: I mean, who wants to kill a child?
0: Yeah, that's a pretty extreme thing. I don't believe
1: that. That's what
0: I'm thinking. 1,000 people showed up to her funeral in Maine, which is...
1: Please tell me Yuri came.
0: He didn't come, but get this. Among the people who came to her funeral, Robert Wagner actually showed up, which is impressive. He was a massive movie star at the time. A Soviet ambassador showed up with a condolence letter from Mikhail Gorbachev. (gasps) So Yuri didn't show up, but it did get up to Mikhail, which he just died recently, guys. If you don't know anything about him, please research him. He's actually one of the better things that happened in the 80s. And even Ronald Reagan wrote her mother a letter offering sympathy.
1: Aww. So
0: she touched a lot of people. After her death, a monument was built in Moscow for her. It's since been moved. It's There's this whole thing. They tried to rebuild it, but even still... They also issued a stamp with her picture on it and named an asteroid after her back in Russia. And I just kept reading. There were all these other things. Like, the Russians love this little girl.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, I know. I was like, this is incredible. I'm telling
1: you, we would have world peace. I know.
0: Back in her home state of Maine, the first Monday of June is officially Samantha Smith Day by law. And there's another statue of her near the Maine State Museum in Augusta.
1: That's it. We're going to Maine.
0: Maine is gorgeous. I'm with you. Let's go.
1: I know. I don't even need a passport to get there. You
0: don't. (laughs) It's
1: one of the few things you don't need.
0: (laughs) In 2008, Samantha received the Peace Abbey Courage of Conscious Award for, quote, helping bring about better understanding between the peoples of the USA and USSR, and as a result, reducing the tension between the superpowers that were poised to engage in nuclear war. And while Samantha didn't get the chance to continue her legacy, I like to think other kids her age are now picking up the torch on her behalf, continuing her great work. I mean, we could just Greta, Malala. I mean, like we can just keep talking about people and kids who have the one that you just talked about from last week. Who just Orion,
1: Orion, who just wants to spread kindness. Oh my God, I love Orion. Like I want to adopt him. I know. And that's
0: what I I wish I would have been taught about this little girl from a young age because... Why is she not taught to us in our history books? I don't know. I feel like that's why I was like, holy crap, I never learned about her. And that she died so young, you know, doing literally her cause it was just incredible to me. So if y'all know more about Samantha Smith, please let me know if you knew her. Because there's plenty of people. I mean, she would be in her 40s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she would have been very young. I thought she was really cool, and I think it's a good idea just to talk about peace anyway. I mean, the last thing we need is more war. Cute. Yeah,
1: we don't need war. Oh, God.
0: what Was that in the 70s? Make love, not war? Yeah, exactly. We need more of that. <laughs> I mean, but
1: not too much. But not
0: too much. We are overpopulated as well, so like maybe protection.
1: Yes, because we know you can't.
0: Yeah, exactly. But yeah. Well, thanks y'all so much. I loved
1: her. Thank you for telling me
0: about her. Yeah,
1: of course. I was like blown away.
0: I'd never even heard about her. Thank y'all so much for listening. And as always, we will see
1: you the next Tuesday in January. Yes, we will. We love y'all. Love you.
0: Bye. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, we'll see you next Tuesday.